burned, crashed, reduced to dust, then rise from the ashes. Hello, I'm Carol Gawker, confidence coach, speaker, author of the book Breakthrough with the legendary Les Brown. I'm a mom of two, a loving daughter, and a devoted wife. A modern woman can juggle life, work, and have it all. You too can have it all. Welcome to Rise from Ashes. Hi, I'm Carol. In this episode, I will be sharing about trusting your children. You see, last night, I sent both of my kids onto an airplane on their own to visit their grandparents in Germany. Yeah, wow, it was uh, quite a bit of a journey. Well, this is not the first time that they are on the plane. To be very frank, since uh, about two years ago, we tried to go back to Germany once uh, once a year at least. Well, actually, so far, it has been two times a year. Once uh, during the, the mid-year school holidays, and we all will always try to make it a point to go back to visit the family during the, the Christmas season. You know, this is the time where everybody um, come together and have a celebration. So it's usually twice a year. So the kids have already have flying experience know, uh, 13 hours flight from Singapore all the way to Germany and uh, they they can withstand the flight and they always wanted to go and see their grandparents. They're very close to the grandparents. So for us, my husband and I, we decided that if as long as they want to spend time with their grandparents, they should um, go and see them as often as possible because, um, you know, my, my in-laws are already um, a little bit uh, in age, you know, um, traveling for them can be a bit of a chore. They are already in their mid and, and late seventies, and uh, for them to get from the village to the airport takes a few hours drive, and then the entire distance of um, of thirteen hours flight it's uh, a bit a lot to take for them, especially for my father-in-law who has got a heart condition. So, and of course, you know, because my children are the only grandchildren that they have, so we want to make it a point that they have a very good relationship with their grandparents. So as long as they are, they are young and they are still willing to go back to visit the grandparents, we will make it a point to go back. So this time round is because um, I have some work that I have to do. You know, including this podcast that I have to record, and as well as my husband. So, you know, for I- in Singapore, the 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 year end school holiday is actually a six week break. It will start from the middle of November all the way to the end of December, and then the school term will start on uh, usually on the second or the third of January, January the following year. So it's a six week break, and. You know, for, 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 for those of you who are parents, I'm sure you understand that if you're going to have kids during the holidays, you need to really entertain them. And there's a lot of activities that you need to line up so that they have, they're entertained, you know, they, they can spend more time with you. And usually for the, the June holidays, the mid-year holiday, mid-year break, um, we will only spend about two and a half to three weeks and there's really not a lot of time for, for them. And they really wanted to spend a lot more t- alone time with their grandparents. Hence, we decided to explore alternative. And uh, from, uh, from friends, from friends as well as uh, my ex-boss in the past who had actually flown his son at that time, uh, unaccompanied minor on an airline from Hong Kong to Singapore and vice versa. Um, we, we 
actually ask whether if that's actually an opportunity that we can do the same. So after major discussion with my in-laws and the supporting family, we decided to give it a shot. Because, you know, my kids, sometimes they're like, you know, just put us on the plane so that I can go and see my uh, the grandparents. You know, we, we, we'll be all right. You know, we've been on the plane so many times. So we decided to give it a shot. So when we found out, that a lot of major airlines offered unaccompanied minor service. Some, uh, is like some are paid. I think most of them are paid. And uh, we were a bit lucky because of uh, the, the frequent flying due to work. My husband was able to accrue enough points to be of a certain status with the airline. So we, we, this, this fee was dramatically uh, reduced. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was actually waived. And it's actually a small little uh, fee to pay for a bit of a service to, uh, to send uh, kids on, uh, on, on the plane on to travel on their own. So kids as young as six years old can actually re register to be an unaccompanied minor and you can actually go all the way to, to the age of 16, if, I, if, I, if I'm not wrong. For, for this particular airline, it was actually 16. And uh, some other airlines, you know, <coughs> so-called minors, it's really up to them to define. The point is, um, we have actually seen children traveling on their own as well with airline staff. So, you know, that was how we decided, okay, maybe this is something that we can do. And we trusted our children to be independent because I don't have live-in help. And uh, for those people who are listening to, to this podcast, which is actually not from Singapore and Asia, is over here we have this uh, housekeeper um, culture where we have a live-in helper who can help to take care of kids. I don't have one. Um, I don't want to have one because I don't want to have someone living uh, in my home. I do not want to have a stranger living in, in my apartment as well. The my apartment is already small enough. So I don't have a live-in help and any help, uh, it's welcome. So with, when the kids requested that they, they wanted to go and travel to Germany on their own, we decided to look at this as an opportunity, as an option. So the, the entire plane journey from, you know, from, uh, from the airport, from airport to airport is approximately 13 hours. And since, you know, we, we have flown with the kids before, we thought, okay, you know, they have already they have accustomed to that flying time, they are fine. So we, we picked a night flight in particular so that they can get on board, they sleep, and then they wake up, they can watch a few movies, and then they will be there in Frankfurt in order to, uh, to meet their grandparents. So the entire preparation for us was uh, a lot of paperwork, you know, documents, disclaimers, and uh, agreements, and, and, and photo IDs and passport that we have to submit to the airline. So, you know, verification of uh, the identity of the person who's going to pick them up, which is my, my parents-in-law, uh, my in-laws, my mother-in-law in particular. So we, had, we got her ID, her passport, and then we fill out forms that, you know, we, we agree to allow the airlines to take care of our children. And then, you know, and all this disclaimer about liabilities and so on, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, that, that was actually all the documentation that we had to fill up and then uh, to ensure that the kids' passports uh, are still valid. So these are all the preparation. And because it is year-end and the weather is cold, Singapore right now, even though it's rainy season, um, the, the temperature is actually still in the, in, in the 20 odd degrees um, Celsius region. And in Germany, it, it is actually 60 
degrees Celsius. So there's a bit of a drop. So I need to make sure that I, I prepare in terms of proper winter clothings. And for those parents, you know, you kids, you know that every year you have to buy them new clothes because they can't fit into the ones that they had the year before. So um, on departure, you know, when we when we sent drove our kids today to the airport. You know, they were really originally very, very excited. They were like jumping up and down since morning. You know, oh, you know, tonight we're flying over to Germany to see our grandparents here. Yeah, 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 I'm so happy. And then when they were at the airport, suddenly my daughter got a little scared. She said, are you sure this is safe for us? <laughs> you know, and she has always been the bold one. And she was worried. And we, of course, had to um, to talk to her and say, you know, look, you are... You wanted to do this, and we uh, we know that you're independent, so you can definitely do that. And because you are the older sister, you have to take care of your little brother. Uh, you know, you 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 can you, you can definitely. And this is not the first time someone has done it. Many many other children have done it before, and they're all safe. They have arrived safely. Nothing happened to them. There's nothing to worry about. So you know, within just seconds of just assuring her, she was back to normal. And as they wave us goodbye at uh, at the customs, clearing the customs, you know, I was feeling like okay, I just make sure. I just want to hope that I hope that that they they are able to to go through their entire journey without fighting. So the preparation for for me that I did with the kids was a lot of uh, talks in terms of the do's and don'ts, especially bathroom breaks. And uh, also, you know, not to fight because my greatest fear was that they will fight because, you know, <laughs> parents, you know, kids, when they are together, they get upset and then they fight. So, but the thing is, um, they, uh, apparently they didn't, they got along pretty well and I was quite happy. And the the arrival was uh, was smooth because my, my parents-in-laws, they will... They, my in-laws, they were all um, they were ready at the airport the night before. They actually stayed at the uh, at the airport hotel because the the tar- targeted flight would actually arrive in, at Frankfurt Airport at six o five in the morning. So they were there waiting and uh, very overjoyed to see the children. But uh, there's a little bit of a hiccup, you know. From what I know, once my mother-in-law picked up the kids, she called me in and said, "Oh, you know, the kids are with me right now. They're happy. They're fine." Uh, a slight little hiccup. So the hiccup is that my son had vomited on the plane. Uh, it wasn't during when he was sitting. It was upon, uh, you know, when they were waiting to disembark. So it turns out that he he refused to eat. And, you know, during the flight, as you know, there's a lot of movement. So it produced, the stomach would produce quite a bit of gastric juice. Then he ended up having to let everything out. So there was a slight hiccup, but uh, we make precaution. We, we actually packed extra clothes for them on the flight. So they were able to change into a new outfit without any problems at all. Um, so, you know, the whole experience actually taught me something, taught me something that I, I should trust my children. You know, despite their age, right, we should give them credit because they really know how to handle the situation. You know, thinking back, when I never had the chance or opportunity to travel outside of Singapore on a plane, the fi- my first experience in flying on an airplane was when I was 
19 years old. Yeah. And my children have already had the opportunity to travel. And, you know, they have they definitely seen the world a lot more than, than, than us. So as parents, I'm sure that we know we're exposing our kids to a lot of different opportunities, opportunities that would never actually have the opportunity and the chance to, to experience when we were younger. We Of course, we wanted to give them all the best. And they are actually a lot smarter if we come and think about it. Um, so my, my sharing for today is to... to Tell the parents that you know you need to be able to trust your children that they are able to to handle situations. I remember watching a documentary in Singapore that uh, a pair of parents actually put a, a six year old boy on a mission. Okay, the the whole story is that uh, the father had forgotten to bring his laptop to work and he needed the laptop to do a very important presentation. And because mommy had to stay home to wait for a repairman and she couldn't send it, and he, being the big boy, he has to help to send the laptop to his father's office. And he had travelled with his mom to the father's workplace before, and many on many occasions on the subway and the bus. So, you know, she, she wanted him to help, and he was like, yeah, sure, you know, I'm the hero, I, 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 I will help. And the whole journey, there was it was all documented with, with a video cam and a video crew. Of course, hidden, so that uh, they, they document the whole journey with, uh, with, with the boy. Even though the entire journey took him a little longer than usual, because at the first few minutes, he was scared. He went to the bus stop, tried to board the bus, but he was worried. He was on his own. He ran home crying. So after a few minutes, the mom said, look, you know, you have done this before. I trust you. And he completed the, the journey and handing the laptop to his father at his office, feeling very, very accomplished. And the look on his face was priceless. And when I saw that, and I think back to the experience that I'm putting my kids through on flying on their own, I realized that you know we, we don't give our children enough credit. We don't give them the opportunity to spread their wings. And a lot of people looked at me and said, how do you do that? Why, why do you want to put your kids up to this, this thing, you know, flying on their own? That is too much for anyone to bear. But then if you think about it, if this is too much for a kid to bear, why would the airline be offering this kind of unaccompanied minor service for kids as young as six years old? As it turns out, one of my girlfriends, uh, she, she's Canadian, her... Her, f- her parents were, were separated and she had to travel within two continents and she flew on her own as well without any problems. So, you know, I guess, you know, it, it, at, at this modern time, a lot of the parents, we, we tend to be a bit overprotective and we should, we should protect our children as parents and especially with all these negative things going on about, you know, pedophiles and... Um, and weird, funny people. But end of the day, if there's actually a proper protocol in place, and we should really trust our kids. I wanted our children to be independent. And I'm sure a lot of parents here agree that you, we need to allow our children to be independent so that they are able to, to break through their own personal barrier and, and be fearless. Because this is actually what we want. Because end of the day, we, can, we can't be there for our children all the way through life, what we can give them 
is actually a good education, not academic as well, not, not just academic, I would say, but as well as an opportunity for them to be equipped you know, and be fearless and be tough and confident as individuals in their emotional state. Because if we end up being hovering around them, being helicopter parents, we are doing them a lot more harm than good. And uh, as a result, you know, um, before the start of this podcast, uh, I, I had a co- phone conversation with my children. They arrived safe and sound at my, my in-laws and my, my son was like, yeah, yeah, I, I vomited, you know, but I'm, I'm all right now. So he was really quite happy to be, to be there. And it, <laughs> it seems that this incident was just like nothing to him at all. He's happy, you know, he's away. And my kids are both away from the parents, you know, away from the restriction that I set with them at home. They get to see, watch, or to watch TV all the time. They get to do a lot of things on their own. And uh, I can see that there's this sense of pride that they have across their face. So, you know, what I want to share with you today as parents that we need to really trust our children. When they say they can, they can really do it. And maybe try to just give them a little... Um, little task for them to do. You know, I sent my little daughter down to the grocery store to get eggs sometimes. And then, you know, teach them how to look out for cars when they cross, cross the road. Because come to think about it, when I was nine years old and I had uh, to, to take care of my two younger si- siblings, my brothers, when my mom was at work, she would make dinner and then she would leave it uh, on, on the kitchen counter so my job was just to warm the, the dinner up in the microwave oven and let my brothers have them. Then just monitor, make sure that we all shower, we, we, we uh, do our homework, and then go to bed by 9.30. And, and then when she's back at 11, we're all good, and then we wake up the next day to go to school. So there was a lot of trust and for, for my mom, and that was that allowed me to be a confident individual in terms of doing things on my own. So that was actually what I want to share with you today. And I hope you like this episode. That's all I have for this episode. And if you're interested to find out more about our community, come join us at our next Soul Rich Woman event. And I will be very happy to speak to you. I look forward to seeing you in my next episode and to share with you more about how to rise from ashes. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honoured to have you here. Now, if you'd like to keep going, and want to know more about our mentorship, training programs, and done-for-you services, come on and visit me over at soulrichwoman.com. It's S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, be sure to subscribe to our email list because once you subscribe, you become one of my Soul Rich Woman family. You too can have it all. Keep going and I'll speak to you soon.